0: Greetings everyone,
1: it is now time for Mark Safe, tales of your very favorite and most beloved man-made disasters. On Mark Safe we discuss events and details that some may find disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. Please listen responsibly. And now, here with your hosts Brianne and Melanie, this is Mark Safe.
0: Good evening, Brianne.
1: Good evening, Melanie.
0: We are gonna dive right in today because we were just talking. We have a lot of fucking kids.
1: We, it's scary how many kids.
0: There's a lot of stuff going on right now.
1: There's a lot of stuff. I, I literally am not even confident in our head count, but I know that now... Between the two of us, we have at least seven definite existing kids, plus one in the oven. And I've got another situation as a foster parent kind of brewing over here. So we have somewhere between seven and nine kids between us right now.
0: Yeah, it's bananas. uh, Lots of stuff. We got a birthday tomorrow. We got school starting tomorrow. Mm -hmm. We got things to do. So
1: Yeah, so we are going to tell you about i don't know what the hell melanie's gonna tell you about i, I don't know if you told me and i forgot it's or if a I never f- knew fucking ride it's a wild ride but we have to okay. do the animal bracket first okay yes we have to do the animal bracket i am upset with you why <laughs> or well i don't know i i'm upset with whoever is to blame for this animal bracket but i i just i feel like it has a lot to do with you no i always feel that way
0: well i did pick one of the animals today what i did i picked the animal that we don't know how to pronounce what the fuck melanie i don't know why i did it i mean i know why i did it to us okay so we're gonna go to the zoo or attempt to go to the zoo this weekend okay Ava's been begging. She she loves animals. Someone told her at school they saw a river otter, and it's like now, like, she cannot even function because she's never seen a river otter.
1: And, <laughs> That's um, relatable.
0: Yeah. So the animal I sent you, they actually have at the zoo when we were, like, going through it. And Which animal? The one that I'm going to let you say rhino, but it's not a rhino. Okay. okay. Um. So we had I- two birds. This week. Yeah. Yeah. Which, right out of the gate, is not ideal. <laughs> so, we have the shoebill stork. That was not my animal. Okay. Okay. Well, whose animal was that, by the I way? I think it was one of the moms. I need to double check. Okay, I'm yeah, pretty sure.
1: I'm going to need to know which one.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was the moms. Um, funny enough, so the kid's granny, they she sends him every year um, subscriptions to, like, Na- kids national geographic and ranger rick and all that stuff well one of the magazines came in today and it's a shoe bill stork is like the highlighted animal
1: why would you highlight that
0: because it's adorable so yeah really
1: it is so- I, you know i have thought many times that we should be and I don't know why we're not, and I think the next time we do a bracket we need to. We should be doing simultaneous brackets. Just because I'm full of hot takes about animals, it would be interesting to see where you end up. Because I I think you might pick some really messed up creatures. <laughs> I, s- I don't think I approve of your choices at all. I just sent you a picture of Josie
0: in his magazine, okay. so you have to look at that. I will.
1: I will always
0: go While you're doing that, I will tell everybody else. We got the Shoebill Stork and the other one. Oh
1: my God. He's cute, right? But yeah, just so the, you The kn- kid, yes. The kid is cute. He was very There's excited. one cute thing in this picture. One. <laughs> God bless it. He looks just like you.
0: So the other one's a bird too, but it's also named after something that's not a bird and we notoriously have a hard time saying it, so we're just gonna let Google do it. Here we go.
1: Rhinoceros.
0: Hornbill.
1: <laughs> rhinoceros. <laughs> I want to do that for a hornbill. lot of things I can't pronounce going forward.
0: So we're just going to call it a rhino hornbill instead okay, of a rhino
1: hornbill. R- rhinoceros. Okay. okay. So I, I think I've gotten it out, out in the open that I am upset with you. You know, what did I do to you? because i keep having to to just trot over to google every week to see what creatures you've lined up for me and once in a while it's something harmless and cute like a pangolin and i'm like oh this is a creature i didn't know anything about and now i do and that's cool and other times i trot over to google and i innocently innocently type in something like shoebill stork (laughs) and i find this monstrosity glaring back at me (laughs) okay so we have the shoebill stork which looks like i mean the angel of death i don't know it's here to kill you really angel
0: of death it looks like a fucking muppet
1: it is here to kill you melanie (laughs) I it, it is well established that you lack certain self-preservation skills in terms of Ouija boards, in terms of moving into a demon loft. <laughs> and I'm here to tell you that if, okay, okay, let me paint you a picture. You're sleeping in the middle of the night or in the middle of the day. I don't know. You're pregnant. You're tired. No, it's the middle of the day. I think you're taking a nap. Got your little, got a little pillow under the belly because you're knocked up. You're um, just, I'm I'm definitely picturing like the, you know, the two hands, like praying hands under your face, like really just very angelic. And you open your eyes and in front of you is that. You don't think that thing is here to ruin you. No, but I love that you think I'm angelic when I sleep. <laughs> you know nothing about me. Are you not?
0: <laughs> oh dear lord the worst of me comes out when i'm sleeping oh no what's wrong with you (laughs) oh i'm passing
1: gas i'm drooling i'm snoring i cannot believe i'm
0: married let alone knocked up
1: let me tell you (laughs) you can lay there with your 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 angelic sleeping hands farting and you open your eyes and you see that and you're just like lol a muppet and I, I don't know. I, I can't feel sorry for you after that, for what happens next. <laughs> well, what's it going to do? Kill you, Melanie. Kill you. <laughs> it's going to drag you to the underworld, obviously. Do we
0: even so, have to talk about the rhino horn bill? N-
1: no. <laughs> well, I mean, I would like to lodge the fact that I do not like it either. There have been matchups where I feel like I need to go on the record that I do love both of them. Pangolins and armadillos. And in this one, I need to go on the record and clarify that I hate both of them.
0: Have you looked at the skull of the rhino hornbill?
1: (sighs) Okay. So if for anyone not familiar, I mean, obviously go Google it, please. But if you're driving or something, please don't. So let me paint you a picture. It looks a little bit like a toucan sort of, but it looks like it, it, it looks like it's got like an extra beak on top. That's like peeling off like a banana peel or something and the thing that disturbs me most is just how much i want to i just want to pull it back i just want to peel it off (laughs) are you a scab Uh, picker uh, you're the scab picker well i know i am but you told that story
0: (laughs) Well, peeling it back sounds like something a scab picker Uh, would say
1: i'm not necessarily a scab picker i definitely was when i was a kid Although I did not save them in a jar, I'm not necessarily a scab picker, but I'm definitely like a pimple popper. And you know, they're those. That's first cousins. Ew. Yeah. So, I it, it looks like something that is half shed, and it needs to be pulled the rest of the way off. I can't pull it off because it's it's not here, and that's that's I'm not allowed to do that, and that's frustrating. But at least it is not here to drag me into the underworld. I just sent you so, a video
0: of that thing, by the way, of the hornbill. And Oh, the
1: audio guy loves it.
0: He said it's beautiful. What is he speaking? French <laughs> or something? What's mandu?
1: Yes, it's mandu. It's French for my God. Uh, I, I see it. I'm not clicking it. Oh, you should click it. Okay, fine.
0: You have to click it because... I clicked it. I clicked it. I clicked if it. you think that Muppet is a nightmare, look at that thing. Would you have picked the muppet? Yeah, I think I would have because it looks like seriously it looks like a fucking toddler. like I want to give it a hug. It's got those derpy little eyes.
1: Melanie, what the hell do your toddlers look like? <laughs> Are you okay? I'm okay Are you safe in your home with your children? <laughs> right now? It's questionable sometimes help. Okay, I mean, listen, if this thing had, like, one fewer bill, it would be fine. It would maybe even be pretty, because its bill is at least a pretty color. So, yeah, I mean, that reluctantly but decisively wins. So, there we are. Hmm. Thank you for another week of hell. Next week's the last week, and then they start pairing up with each other. Oh, man. I'm starting to think a chicken's gonna win this thing. Go blobfish! No no there's no chance <laughs> there's no chance uh did were, you, did were you the one that sent me that i guess yeah you were that i guess they look like that because they're they're pulled up out of the water when they shouldn't be and they're like damaged and traumatized yeah uh, yeah so that sucks yeah still not gonna win
0: i saw that uh because somebody was making blobfish earrings in my favorite earring facebook group and uh everyone's like those are cute, but it's also animal torture. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm learning so much stuff. Well, that's unfortunate. I learned a lot of stuff this week for this week's episode too.
1: What is this episode? So, I'm, have have you done a compilation before? Yeah, you did Pokemon. I did fans. Pokemon. Have you done any others? You haven't done many, have you? No. Wow, I'm the queen of the compilation. Yeah.
0: I'm dipping my toes into uh, your lake right now.
1: Did you did you love it? That sounded kind of sexy. Did you love it as far as like um how the research went?
0: Okay, I actually really love this episode um, because it is a wild ride okay. and it's weird and I learned a lot of stuff and I went down some rabbit holes, but not so much to where it was like I felt like I needed
1: three weeks to complete it. yeah compilation episode research is a whole different animal i think it's mostly easier but not not in every way okay nobody cares about this tell me your topic well i care so we can discuss this in our private time (laughs) that sounded sexy too i know (laughs) well just you wait Uh, no so this episode (laughs) is going to be nuts okay coconuts to be exact okay i did tell you you. know that you might be plagiarizing a bit from let's go to court
0: no you said this to me but (laughs) i already had this written
1: i believe you so they can move on i don't think you're even i don't think you're even that far into let's go to court but you will be and then you'll be like whoa
0: you can't trademark it's gonna be coconuts i feel like Uh... jimmy buffett would have that trademarked
1: well right you get there you might feel differently we'll see we'll see we'll see no
0: i did tell you about this you'll 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 remember what i asked when we get
1: there so oh i do remember what you asked i just don't know what topic that relates to
0: <laughs> well just to jump in the future i asked brianne if uh
1: how do i put that is concubine problematic problematic uh, <laughs> and my answer is i don't know probably (laughs) i can't find anything i mean and i I feel like if we were to unpack it in the harsh light of 2021 we would probably find that it is but i don't necessarily know that it has been unpacked yet so yeah was like brianne help me it's concubine problematic it's part of my
0: episode (laughs) and she's like what the fuck
1: Yeah, so I do I do recall that conversation, but I do not know what it means. So fill me in. All right. So I was actually working on a different episode for this week, um,
0: but I actually stumbled across this episode idea in like the most adorable cutest way ever. Okay. So I, I know, I don't know if you remember, I posted this on my social media, the Pringle flavored ramen noodles. Mm, I don't think so. Okay. I might've blocked that out though. So there's this subscription box, um, that has like candy and snacks from Japan and it's called Tokyo treat. Okay. And so the ad, like, you know how I was talking about like clickbait on the target audience. Mm -hmm. I'm also the target audience for like ads like
1: yeah yeah. I kind of am too I love
0: it so this ad came through for I'm going to blame a little bit on my pregnancy too like it has to have something to do with it they had an ad for ramen or Pringles flavored ramen noodles if you signed up I think
1: it's safe to say your pregnancy has a lot to do with that yeah
0: and they also had if you signed up ramen flavoured Pringles. But I was really looking forward to the noodles. So
1: I ordered this I wish you could see my face right now. <laughs> well
0: it has everything. It's got candies and cookies and snacks and chips and there's like
1: seventeen treats. It's a it's a But some of them are are ramen pringle mashups. Oh, so
0: good. I love ramen noodles. Like They're my favorite thing ever. Okay. Okay, So I specifically subscribed to this box for these ramen noodles and it came in today. (laughs) I haven't tried anything yet. And I don't know if I didn't like read the fine print or Mm -hmm. if there was a mistake on their end. I can't seem to figure it out. Um, But there was no ramen noodles. Oh no. And I cried. I oh my god, I think I might cry again.
1: Oh, no. I, I'm so
0: emotional these days. <laughs> so bear with me. Jesus Christ. So there was okay. there was no ramen noodles. But the, the box looks amazing and I can't wait to try it and it's probably gonna be my disaster recovery next week. Okay. Okay. So anyways, all that to say, so while you're waiting for your box to ship, they have like all these other like things you can do online where they have like um achievements and there's what else is there um there's like a community where you can um like just talk about stuff right with okay. other people that like mm-hmm. japanese snacks Okay, so you probably don't know the behind the scenes and how this works. But (laughs) if we have to stop, we just kind of stop and then we like edit out like our whatever. I had to stop just
1: now because I'm really emotional about ramen noodles. So, Mm -hmm. I'm back. There's probably a a not smooth transition because Melanie started talking about noodles and then just went into a long, pensive pause (laughs) before we finally (laughs) had to stop. But I'm good now. I'm not
0: crying over (laughs) Pringles flavored ramen noodles. I will be okay. We can get through this without any more. I am not this dramatic normally. I promise. Like, I'm not some... I'm not that crazy over ramen. So, okay. So you're waiting for your box. There's lots of stuff to do. There's streaks. There's achievements and bonuses. They also have like a little sister companies that also try to sell you stuff. Like there's like a Japanese toy company or whatever. And they also have a forum section where you can, quote, create a topic and connect with Japan lovers from all over the world. So... You first make your way to the community talk section and they have this thing called a disco bot and it looks like a little robot and it pretty much walks you through like how to navigate their little community section or whatever and conversations, what have you. Um, It really seems like it's like a how-to guide for boomers and melanies.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Boomers and melanies. It really
0: is. (laughs) Like, they tell you how to copy things, how to paste things, whatever. Wow. So, there's this one section where they're showing you, and this is all in the subscription box for candy (laughs) and ramen noodles. They're showing you how to practice sharing links, (laughs) I thought it was going to say practice sharing, like your snacks. (laughs) I'm not sharing my fucking ramen noodles with anyone. Okay. (laughs) No, but sharing links. And it gives you some practice ones. Like if, I mean, it's really, they're really helping me out here. So even though I know how to, I know how to share a link. So it's three Wikipedia links and they are as follows. Inherently Funny Word, Death by Coconut, and Calculator Spelling. And you can, like, learn how to copy and paste and share these links. Okay. I don't know if it's different for different people, but I really felt like DiscoBot was looking into my soul with those options because... I'm 40 but I'm still spelling <laughs> boobies on a calculator. every chance I, I think I get.
1: you will be in the nursing home.
0: <laughs> so but the death by coconut I was like hmm I have to click on that right? Yeah I mean how could you not? And I just loved you, it. It's not something nothing. I ever considered
1: dying is this is this literally just like death by coconut?
0: Yeah. This is my episode. Okay. It's a or get into it. Come on. All right, all know. right, all right. <laughs> Let me find my spot again because I can't stop thinking about ramen noodles. Okay, so I'm gonna run through the documented deaths of falling coconuts that are listed on this Wikipedia page there are multiple ones there are multiple ways to die by coconut like this one time in december of 1923 some guy named william kennedy from pennsylvania really wanted to crack open his coconut so holding the barrel he used the butt of his 22 revolver and started beating the holy hell out of this coconut well william's gun was loaded and he shot himself in the tummy oh no yeah and he died like an hour later at the Shinago Valley Hospital. So, yeah, multiple ways to die. But we're not going to go through all of okay. them. We're just going to do falling coconuts.
1: Okay. All right. You're zeroed in. I like it. All right. I expect that. Some inci- And I'm going to
0: mention it all. Okay. Some incidents, I'm just going to mention like the summary and the dates. And then there's others I fleshed out a little bit for you. Okay. The good news is that falling coconuts haven't really caused a ton of fatalities. So that's why I can say all of them. Okay. Um, If you've heard otherwise, you have probably been duped by a lover of sharks. Like if you're like, oh my God, coconuts falling from the sky is just killing everyone. No, it's like turned into an urban legend, I guess.
1: That it's more likely to happen than a shark attack?
0: Yep. It all okay. started in, with a 1984 study on, quote, injuries due to falling coconuts that was published in the Journal of Trauma, which should be the name of somebody's diary, probably mine if I don't get some ramen noodles. <laughs> 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 so now doing this podcast, I have read my fair share of medical articles. Have you too? Have you gone through like the actual medical journal stuff?
1: oh yeah i love that stuff oh yeah there's no telling what rabbit hole i'll go down
0: i like so you know when you're reading them and it says abstract on top yes i like the this just goes to show how not very bright i am i'm always like that's not abstract that makes total sense oh melanie i didn't realize that it's like a summary.
1: Oh, bless your heart. Well, they should use a different word, right? They they should, probably so. I don't know. Yeah. I should just say, like, summary.
0: I want to write a... If we weren't being fancy. I want to write a stern letter to someone. Abstract Do does it. not work in this situation. So.
1: <laughs> I would love for you to write a stern letter to the entire academia community at large. Can you spell check it for me? <laughs> I will
0: absolutely. All right, so I'm going to read you the abstract to this study. Okay. Okay. Quote: Falling coconuts can cause injury to the head, back, and shoulders. A four-year review of trauma admissions at the provincial hospital, Alatau Milne Bay Province, in Papua New Guinea revealed that 2.5 percent of such admissions were due to being struck by falling coconuts. Since mature coconut palms may have a height of up to 24 to 35 meters, and an unhusked coconut may weigh one to four kilograms, blows to the head of a force exceeding one metric ton are possible. Oh, my God. Four patients with head injuries due to falling coconuts are described. Two required a craniotomy. Two others died instantly in the village after being struck by dropping nuts. Jesus. Craniotomy. Like, add that to things I wish I had never ever clicked on Google Images <laughs> oh, for. No. Enter, I don't know how to say this word, ichthyologist and shark lover, George
1: Burgess. Jo- I feel like you're saying it right. Is it right? Mm-hmm. Ichthyologist. I mean, I think, I don't know. Why do you think I'm the authority on this? It just sounds right. Mm hmm. George was the director of the International Shark Attack File
0: and a frequent uh, guest expert for shark wheat. He had a passion for shark conservation, but in his efforts, he made a boo-boo. He let slip an unchecked fact in 2002. Quote, falling coconuts kill 150 people worldwide each year, 15 times the number of fatalities attributable to sharks. The reality is that on the list of potential dangers encountered in the aquatic recreation, sharks are right at the bottom of the list. Mm. Mm-hmm. So okay. my thoughts like here. The beginning
1: of an urban legend.
0: Yep. A, I wouldn't classify coconuts within the aquatic recreation category. Like, what does that mean?
1: No, no. You're not. Sweet. I don't know. I mean, drunk, I might. <laughs> You're in a lazy pool with a coconut. (laughs) Yeah, And then someone's like, hey, do you want to like classify this as what's the word? Aquatic recreation. Aquatic recreation. I feel like I'd be like, yeah, man, let's do it. Oh, my gosh. Ordinarily, though, I don't know about that. (laughs) So my second thought is if this were true,
0: I feel like I would have covered killer coconuts before I did the Black December shark attack episode. Yeah, just saying, right? Mm-hmm. I've already covered sharks. I have not covered coconuts.
1: No, no, we're covering all the aquatic recreation today <laughs> in this podcast.
0: <laughs> News of killer coconuts spread like wildfire. Numbers are exaggerated, and the next thing you know, your neighbor's cousin's husband's coworker's daughter's mailman was murdered by a nut, <laughs> a
1: coconut. Mm-hmm. Do you? Do you? Oh, Melanie! Yes. I just want acknowledgement of all the dirty jokes I just kept inside. All right, let's go.
0: Oh, I have so many that I, like, really, I just had to admit them.
1: Too many of our listeners have kids.
0: This is not a PG-13 episode, but... It's not. It's not.
1: I can't can't promise to keep um, my profanity in check, but I can promise, well... Not promise. I can't I can, promise anything. I can aim to keep that particular dirty joke inside. Continue. Keep it inside. Oh God! Listen. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say it. <laughs> Why did you have to do it, Ellie? Oh, God bless it. Get on with this,
0: okay, bird? So this the coconut. His reputation's ruined by this guy, George. Yeah. George. All right. So the first documented death by coconut somehow turned into an unsourced sentence shared by a ton of people. Bloggers, journalists, pretty much every article I found about the first documented case says this. The same exact sentence. It's, quote, in approximately 1777, King Tetui of Mangaya in the Cook Islands had a concubine who died after being struck by a falling green nut. There's your concubine reverence. But that's it. Okay. Literally everybody it's like, it's like in school, years, just everybody's copying off of everybody's paper.
1: So it's pretty painless.
0: Yeah. And you're just gonna drop facts like that and nothing else. Like Yeah. You're talking about concubines. We need to know if it's problematic. Like it nobody is. nobody wants to put in a little bit of effort here. Like <laughs> anybody please listen,
1: I, I Googled it. You did? I The concubine thing? Did you not? No, I did, but I couldn't really find anything. Yeah, I couldn't either. I didn't say I found anything. I just said I at
0: least put some effort in. So, well, if anyone knows, please let me know, because mm-hmm. I don't want to say the wrong thing. Gosh, I cannot stand it when people don't like me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I wish I could tell you it's going to be so freeing when you stop caring, but I feel like you mm-hmm. may
0: not. Yeah. I mean, I literally, like, will not call and complain to Tokyo Treat about these ramen noodles, even though we've had to stop this podcast (laughs) so I could cry
1: about it. So you could cry about (laughs) it. I I feel like we should send them this episode (laughs) and let them know (laughs) that this is a public episode, so they may want (laughs) to fix this. I mean, it was a bonus item. Like, you can't really call out and complain about a bonus item. Okay. You're not the only pregnant woman in the world, though. <laughs> you think they do this to everyone? I mean, I think that this could be a problem for pregnant women. It could be.
0: We'll see. Okay. Mm-hmm. We will. see hmm right. So, well, I wanted to know more. I don't want to copy the sentence because that's boring. Mm-hmm. So... Also, real quick, when I was looking up the way to pronounce mangaia, all this sex stuff popped up.
1: mm mm-hmm. Yeah. Um it- mm. Did you stop and take a look? I did. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what I saw. Um, it was very uncomfortable. Please tell me privately. I think, least. I will. I think maybe that's why I'm, like, so off when we started, like, recording, because, Cause you've been looking at dirty stuff on the internet. <laughs> yeah, oh, <me? laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, I'm curious.
0: Like this one lady full on had a YouTube on like a spectrum where like, um, sexually liberated cultures stand right, mm-hmm. and we're like kind of fall in the middle. Well, apparently, manga is like the most into. Their sex stuff.
1: Okay, but really, do fill me in
0: privately. <laughs> I will. Okay. So I, I don't know. I I, you know, I check pronunciations right before we record. So I think maybe this changed my person Can't believe we
1: got y'all flustered from looking at dirty <laughs> stuff on the internet.
0: It was bananas. It was coconuts.
1: Oh God. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> Um, So I don't know,
0: it it could change somebody's perspective, knowing that um, about this one specific event, maybe not. So moving on. So the original source for the quote, falling green nut, um, I actually found it. It's in an 1894 book. Um, It's called From Darkness to Light in Polynesia. And it's written by Reverend William Wyatt Gill, William was a missionary, He had quite a few books on his travel and mission work. Um, for almost 20 years, William worked in Mangaya, the most, and it's the most southerly part of the Cooks Islands in the South Pacific. Now, this book is, because I want to clarify, is his account of the history of the island through native stories and songs. It's from 1894. He's a white man. He's a missionary. Yeah. It Ugh. comes with its own set of problems. I
1: feel like Concubine is the least of our concerns. Right.
0: The first chapter is literally t- titled Darkness or Incidents of Savage Life.
1: Oh, God. Okay.
0: So take this for what it's worth, which is basically how the verse documentation even came to be. Okay. And that's it. So what we're looking for is in chapter 24 of this book, and it's called The Story of Kyara, okay? Okay. And I'm going to summarize this chapter, okay? Okay. The best I can. Okay. (laughs) There's a lot, and it is bananas. You ready? I am so ready. So there's these two tribes, and they're at war. Kyara and her two younger sisters fled after their parents are killed, and they, so they're Abandoning their tribe, right? One night while they're hiding, the three sisters were cooking nani fruit over the fire, and I've never heard of nani fruit before. But,
1: like I said, I'm pregnant and food, so I haven't I... either. But my kids have a grandmother named Nani. Oh, <laughs> I mean, is she Italian? Nani, but that's like no, that's that, that's like her grandmother name, <laughs> and now I'm thinking about nani fruit, and it's kind of disturbing. I
0: don't know if it's nani or noni. It's N O N I. I think it might be noni. Maybe. All right, but I looked it up. So, quick rabbit hole, quote, fresh noni fruit has a tart, sour flavor with a fetid undertone. It tastes like smelly, ripened cheese such as Munster and shares a similar flavor notes to fish sauce. The noni flesh provides a tingling, numbing aftertaste that is similar to the sensation of eating unripe pineapple.
1: Mm, I don't think I would like it.
0: No, it sounds absolutely gross. But then I found that there's a ton of taste test videos of these things. <laughs> so if you're like kind of Ooh. down in the dumps, which I have been a lot lately, they're super funny and they will totally cheer you up. So look, okay. look those up if you need a Okay, I'm into it. So these sisters, they're cooking their gross ass noni fruit and Kyara hears footsteps. So she runs and hides, but her sisters, they're not fast enough. Okay. Okay. The two sisters were captured by their former tribe. It was their former tribe that found them. And they cooked and they ate them. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. The the people? Yep. Their tribe oh ate them. Oh shit. They ate their own people. Told you this is wild. Oh, wow. right. okay. This yeah. So she Kaia is like Obviously, like, holy fuck. Like, my own people ate my sisters. And so she flees to Iverua. That is one of those ones I couldn't find a pronunciation for. And she's just super bummed about her sisters. Like, this whole time she's traveling alone. So one day, she stumbles upon a, quote, wasted woman pounding pandaeus seeds to eat. And I don't know, when he says wasted, he means starved, right? Not like drunk.
1: I assume.
0: I don't know if that's like a newer term for being drunk. Wasted. <laughs> Either way. She wasted. That's what he says. Could be both. So the two women, they look at each other. And wouldn't you know it, the woman is Kair's relative to who had also fled the tribe. So the two hug and they tell each other their survival stories. And then they travel together to Iverio. they keep going they somehow learn news that the quote cannibal clan had died off and after months of living off the land and hiding the two starved women began letting their guard down probably not a good idea no one evening the pair brought bitter yams to a stream to make them edible of course I looked this up too bitter yams are super <laughs> toxic Oh, okay. Yeah. Quote, they contained steroidal saponins, powerful constituents that are used to synthesize cortisone and human sex hormones in laboratories. Eaten awesome. raw or even, un- or even cooked sometimes, the tubers could be poisonous. Wow. So they were saying that, I guess, if you do it right way and you rinse them well enough under running water, boil properly prepare them um you could be okay i don't know to me that shows how really fucking hungry you must be yeah if you're for sure gonna take a gamble like that so they're washing their yams and some kids spot them and they do what kids do best they ran and snitched on them to their parents (laughs) they're like hey there's some ladies they're washing their yams So the dad, Milwaukee, and his buddies, they come and they capture the women. They know that they figure out immediately that they had once belonged to the tribe of cannibals, who was also not very nice to their tribe, and now they want revenge. So they tie the pair up to the support posts of their house. They gather supplies that they would need to kill, cook, and eat the women.
1: Oh my God.
0: From what I gather... They're not cannibals. They're just super pissed and kind of have a sort of eye for an eye, like, kind of, this is what you get, you know?
1: So they were going to cook them but not eat them? Or they were going to eat no, them? No, they were going to eat them. They're not cannibals, but
0: since... I mean, I feel like if you're
1: eating people, you are, in fact, a cannibal. Well,
0: they're going to turn into cannibals.
1: <laughs> okay. But they don't
0: normally eat people. I well, think...
1: This is just a special occasion? Yeah, they
0: wanted revenge, because... Okay. Okay. Their tribe was eating their people. So they're like, guess what? Now we're going to eat your people.
1: This is the wildest story you've ever told. Hey,
0: I didn't know. It's not my story. I'm just summarizing. <laughs> everybody eating everybody. So while they're talking, the two women, they learned that their cousin, Tetui, was actually married to the new spiritual chief, a.k.a. king of the island, Namu. Now, this, this right here is why I struggled at first finding any accurate information, like on the first documented case, Um, because it's wrong. It's completely fucking wrong. The quote was that everybody shares In approximately 1777, King Tetui of Mangaia in the Cook Islands had a concubine who died after being struck by a falling green nut. No, Tetui was not the king, Tetui was the wife, the lady's cousins. The king was Namu. So, all right, so Tavero somehow manages to use her teeth to free her hands, and then she unties Kaira. They escape while their captors slept, running as fast as they could. And now they have a plan. They're going to go find their cousin Tetui. Surely she can help them. So they use the moonlight to guide them, and in the morning they find themselves right smack in the middle of an overgrown area, absolutely filled with um, the pandanus, pandanus trees. The ones when she was all wasted beating them, yeah. when she was beating her fruit. So no. the fruit has quote. In- <laughs> <laughs> you are incorrigible. <laughs> I'm in a mood.
1: <laughs> i think you got all uh fired up looking up dirty stuff on the internet well i think we know what mood it is you're wondering the fruit quote has an oily protein rich nutty tasting seed so
0: i'll save my joke mm-hmm. on that one <laughs> I, need
1: I need a moment i need a moment
0: i didn't make this stuff up that is a
1: direct quote there's a lot in that sentence Oily, protein-rich, nutty-tasting seed. I'm not mature enough this. <laughs> <sighs> okay, okay, we're moving on. Okay, so I'm now I'm not going to th- comment on any of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll be
0: happy to know that now the ladies have food. They've got some energy. Mm-hmm. And they make their way to their cousin, which takes days and days and days. They're traveling by foot. It's gnarly. So when they get to where Tatooine lives, they find a cave and they hide to come up with a plan. I mean, clearly they need a plan. Their tribe's already eating them. They don't know what they're getting themselves into, right? Right. But Tatooey's children happen to spot the women. And then again, these kids also do what kids do best. They ran and snitched to their mom. Hmm. I'm convinced Kyara should never play hide and seek because clearly she sucks at it. (laughs) She has been caught every time. Yeah. So Tetui was wound up being like absolutely overjoyed to be reunited with her long lost relatives. When King Namu returned home, Tetui told him the horrible journey that her relatives had faced. Namu vowed to protect them as quote, slaves. The captors eventually found the women under the protection of Namu and demanded that they be released to them. They wanted to eat them. They were persistent about this. They came back three times, but Namu wasn't having it. He, quote, refused to put his wife in mourning for her young relatives, for Tetui had threatened to commit suicide if he gave them up to be eaten.
1: He just... I feel like the concubine thing was the least potentially problematic part of this.
0: Right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, Kayara and Tavero would go on to live under the protection of Namu, becoming slaves to Tetui and secondary wives to him. So, there's concubine reference. So then, around 1777, I mean, they, they've been with him for a while, Kaira died, quote, from the fall of a green coconut But there was one last part of the story. Quote, the offending tree was immediately cut down.
1: Oh, damn.
0: So, yeah, there's your first documented death of a falling coconut. I don't know. I was absolutely fascinated about it. And I think the reason why I kind of got into the whole thing, other than it's a total soap opera, was that she went through all this shit and a coconut took her out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's fucked, right? They never show that on The Walking Dead. No. It seems so
0: unfair. Like, you have this amazing survival story.
1: Everybody's trying to eat you.
0: You get bonked in the head with a coconut.
1: There's some dark comedy in that, for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. So, the next few documented
0: coconuts, because I'm I'm going in order, chronological order. Um, I'm just going to skim over, um, because I couldn't find a whole lot. Uh, in 1833, four people died from falling coconuts in Sri Lanka. Then we're going to jump over a hundred years now. And in January 1943, a U.S. Marine was killed by a falling coconut in Guadalcanal while he was sleeping under a coconut tree. Well, damn. Mm-hmm. On August 26, 1952, a seven-month-old Chinese girl was killed near Butterworth in Singapore. When a coconut fell from a palm and hit her on the head while she was in her mom's arms. Oh. I cannot fucking imagine that.
1: No, that's horrible.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of sad kid stuff. I probably should have said that at the top. Um, it's it's bad. All right. So I couldn't find any more on her case. So the next one, um, in 1966, a resident of Ray, Bo- Ray Bowles. Rabel that's Rabel. I think it's Rabel. We're in Papua New Guinea. Um, he was killed why I don't even know if it's a he. I couldn't even find out if it was a she or he. It doesn't it doesn't matter. Somebody was killed while eating lunch beneath a coconut tree when it struck the face by when struck in the face by a falling coconut. Um, I couldn't find like I said, I couldn't find anything else. I don't know if it was man, a woman, a child, whatever. Um, what their last meal was, they were just eating lunch. Um, I did find out that, I think it's Rabaul. Um, Rabao had a pretty gnarly volcano eruption in 1994. Uh, there were only 19 hours of warnings, but the city and in most of the nearby villages were evacuated before the eruption. Five people were killed. One of them by lightning from the eruptive column, which is crazy to me. I don't know. Could be worth digging into for a future episode. Oh, yeah. So the next one I did find a little more on, um, we're going to go to Hawaii. So on July 27, 1973, Richard Fujinaga, his wife, their two-year-old daughter, Leanne, and their aunt, Jean Ono, went on a family picnic to the Kapilaone Beach at Waikiki, I try really hard to find the wife's name, but every article I found was that Mr. and Mrs. bullshit stuff where it's like, you know, they don't, I do. can we get rid of that, please? Sure. So Capiolani is a beautiful beachfront park, uh, has lots of grassy areas to relax on under. They have coconut palms that reach the sky. So... Aunt Jean carried Leanne to a blanket under the shade of a 50-foot coconut palm to change the little girl's diaper. Oh, no. A 50-foot palm. So, just for scope, this is taller than the iconic Hollywood sign in L.A.
1: Oh, I hate this. Yeah.
0: Did you see this is, like, kind of off the subject. Did you see uh, last month, um, those influencers, they were, like, arrested for changing the hollywood sign to holly boob
1: oh my god no melanie was that one were you one of them
0: no it was it was their fight against instagram i guess for censoring their lovely bunch of coconuts they want to show them all
1: i just i feel like i feel like you were probably in on that
0: no, I wish I could be. I guess they tried multiple times, but the tarp was too heavy. I don't know. They did not have. If I was a part of it, I would not have struggled this hard with it. Trust me. Wow. But yeah, Damn. they had like. hockey, And they had six people and they still struggled with it. So
1: and they got arrested. You just, you just so. think you're hot shit? Wow.
0: Mm-hmm. It's okay. true. Give me okay. some ramen noodles. I can do anything. Hmm. I feel like this is like, I'm starting to sound like the Tim Burton's episode. Tim Burton's Tim Hortons episode. Yeah, I feel like someone's (laughs) going to mail you some. All right. So anyway, so Gene is changing Leanne's diaper under this massive palm. Across the way, a groundskeeper saw something terrifying. But it all happened so fast. So fast, he didn't even have time to shout a warning. As Jean was bent over and Leanne lay on the blanket, a cluster of coconuts fell from the sky. 57 coconuts oh. from 50 feet high. The oh,
1: that's a lot. That's too many.
0: Mm-hmm. The cluster weighed 133 pounds. Mm. Quote The coconuts were green and underdeveloped, weighing about two pounds each. Some of the nuts appeared to be about the size of a deflated football. Jean somehow managed to come out of it with just like some scrapes and bruisings, but two year old Leanne would not survive and was pronounced dead at 1 in that afternoon at the Queens medical center, less than an hour after the incident occurred. This would be the first recorded fatality by falling coconuts on the island. Although there are, there is record of people like, like coconuts falling and hurting them, you know, but yeah. no, yeah. as far as fatalities, Leanne's was the first. Um, so there's this picture and I'll post it on our social media. Um, the visual is so unsettling. So the Honolulu Star Bulletin published a picture of the tree and there's this dotted line showing the travel of the coconuts from the top of the tree to where it landed.
1: Is it just a dotted line just going down?
0: I mean, it's the 50s, like... It's a cut and paste job for this newspaper. But just as you see it, but with the dotted line, it's just like, it's scary looking. Yeah. Because you can just see how far. Yeah. And you can like almost picture like how fast. I don't know.
1: I'm I'm not victim blaming that don't change your baby under a coconut tree.
0: No. It's not a graphic photo, but just to see it laid out like that, I don't know. I see why it, like, freaked a ton of people out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, The death of Leanne happened a month before the next scheduled trimming of the palms in the park. Mm. Um, This story has actually been cited over the years when talking about the dangers of falling coconuts. Um, It comes up a lot. Um, there was a 1997 article that the Honolulu advertisers published and it, the title of it was coconut danger in the park, the first line. And it's got like a kid's playground, like monkey bar set in the photo with like a coconut palm. It doesn't even look like it's close, but it says coconuts hang precariously over a children's play area. And it just reminds me that there's a fucking gazillion things to worry about already. Now we got to worry about coconuts. So the next one's a death at a funeral. You see on November of 1991, T. Chandratasa, that's about as close as that's going to get. A father, too, (laughs) was at a funeral for a relative in Sri Lanka when a coconut fell from a tree, hitting him in the head and killing him instantly.
1: Mm. All right. I hear a train. Yeah, I think we should leave it in. It's very atmospheric. (laughs)
0: Let's hope it makes
1: it safely to its destination. All right. Oh, you're saying that very ominously, like you're about to tell me about a train derailed by a coconut or something.
0: No, I'm going to tell you about a cyclone. Ooh, okay. So in early April 2001, the Category 2 Cyclone Sose, th- it's S-O-S-E. I couldn't find pronunciation. We're just going to call it Sose. Impact the island of Vanuatu. I can only semi-say that name because of the show Survivor. Do you watch Survivor? No. Oh, it's so good. Um, The thing that super sucked about this cyclone is that it piggybacked off of Cyclone Paula that happened just months before. These are the worst because you have like zero time to recover before like the next one comes. It, you see this all the time, especially with like hurricanes. Um, It's shitty. So while Cyclone Paula claimed only two lives... Sos had nine total fatalities. Some of these deaths were not in ways you'd expect. Um, I'm sure it didn't have the same dramatics as the movie Point Break, but two surfers couldn't pass up the waves that the cyclone gifted and ultimately drowned. You probably don't get that pop culture reference, so I'll just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not about surfers. It's about coconuts. So let's move on to that one. With winds between 100 and 130 miles an hour, a 60-year-old man was hit in the head by a coconut and subsequently died when he was trying to seek shelter from the cyclone.
1: Mm.
0: Flying debris is a common occurrence during storms, so I feel like this coconut death is just a little bit different than the other ones. Yeah. That same year, there is another falling coconut death, but definitely different. In its own right. On the morning of August 15th, 2001, 59 year old Mamat Kunder was hit in the head and instantly killed by a falling coconut in Malaysia. But here's the thing the coconut didn't just fall from the tree, it was picked and then tossed down at him. <gasps> On purpose? By a monkey. Oh. And not just oh any monkey, a what? working monkey.
1: What what the fuck is a working monkey?
0: See, my Matt was a farmer and he used monkeys to help harvest
1: coconuts.
0: (gasps) And it turned out to have a deadly consequence. I had never heard of this type of animal labor before. Right? Apparently it's super common. I found an NPR article and it says, quote, turns out a male monkey can collect an average of sixteen hundred coconuts per day. And a female can get six hundred, while a human can only collect around eighty per day. And I'm super curious too about the thousand or one thousand coconut difference between the sex of the monkeys. Like, I don't know what's going on there. Like, are female monkeys just like not putting up with the picking bullshit? Like, they're oh, over it. Yeah. Co- that thousand male monkeys pick sixteen hundred in a day. Gee. Mm-hmm.
1: I wouldn't. Wow. This is the whole underbelly of the world I never knew about.
0: Yeah. There's this research manager, uh, Avinash, who studies, quote, the market for alternatives to dairy products. And listen, people, they love their coconut milk. Well, he says, quote, there's a paradox here, right? Consumers expect coconut milk to be cruelty-free since it doesn't come from animals. But in reality, there's a lot of cruelty involved in terms of using monkey labor
1: god i
0: had no idea this actually made me think of mom groups and how i see that line use coconut oil on like literally fucking (laughs) everything like chat lips coconut oil stretch marks coconut
1: oil sex lube left you coconut oil what'd you say your husband left you put him on some coconut oil slide him back in the door (laughs) done sex lube coconut oil yeah Yeah. Uh, um this is a pg-13 episode
0: yeah well, it is. No one should be using coconut oil for their sex lube. Think about the monkeys for you to get your rocks off, people. It's not <laughs> nice. And that's hot takes with Melanie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not going to take people's coconut oil away. Um, because if one good thing came out of the pandemic, it's that Costco and Target recently um, decided that they are no longer going to stock products from companies found to be using monkeys labor oh no shit yeah oh. they're not doing it um there's still some other stores that are lagging behind but get your coconut shit at costco or target You should be good okay. to go so we're gonna stay in malaysia for now the next two falling coconut deaths are from here as well the next one um it wasn't just a fall but a bounce too On August first, two thousand two, a six-month-old baby Norel Amelia Zulika Mm -mm. Nasarudin was taken to a local hospital, but died of her head injuries when a falling coconut bounced into her sarong cradle outside of her house. Oh my god, it's so sad. Yeah, I didn't even know what a sarong cradle was either. Um, so I looked that up. It's like a little baby hammock. Yeah, so this picture. The following year, September 22nd, 2003, at around 4.30, 65-year-old farmer Derriman Gomat was waiting to catch a bus. Rain started to fall, the wind started to gust, and Derriman was hit in the head and killed by a falling coconut.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, we're going to go back to monkeys. You know, how are we you just okay. talking about monkeys? Okay. It wasn't an isolated event. I could not find how... Mamet treated his monkeys, but sources have been very clear about this next case. Lolit Janchum knew he could up his coconut profits with monkey labor, so he dished out $130 to purchase his new help. Janchum's wife, Yutai, said, quote, It seemed lovable. We called him Brother Quan. Articles I found say that Jan Joom wanted to sell his coconuts for five, per, uh, five cents per coconut, which, fuck, I don't know what the going rate of coconuts <laughs> over there, but that seems super low. Five yeah. cents for a coconut. Yeah. Um, it's probably why he wanted a lot of coconuts and had no time for a lazy ass monkey. <laughs> but Brother Kwan quote, apparently found the work boring, strenuous and unrewarding resulting in Jan Chum beating the monkey until he got back to work. Oh, no. After years of abuse, Brother Quan had had enough. In March of 2009, Brother Quan hurled a coconut so hard at Jan Chum's head, it killed him instantly.
1: Holy shit. Mm-hmm. He's
0: like, fuck this wow take this job and shove it mm-hmm. i tried i really tried desperately to find out what happened to brother kwan but like i couldn't i'm sure it was not good yeah, just um think about that. but since i'm crying through this episode um brother kwan officially retired from monkey business and he is now relaxing on a beach somewhere drinking coconut cocktails with one of those cute little umbrella things
1: should he drink coconut cocktails though why i feel like the coconuts are problematic <laughs>
0: No, I'm, I'm worried it's... about
1: the coconut industry now. <laughs> <laughs> I was
0: concerned. thinking more of, okay, he's drinking cocktails
1: out of the skulls of his enemies. Okay, yes, yes. <laughs> Is that yes, better? Yes. I'm, a, I'm into that, yes. Much less problematic.
0: <laughs> All right, so May of 2010 in India at a religious ceremony at the home of a Stalin Ravi in Shija, things turned from joyous to outright tragic. Outside, six-week-old Gorey Nandata was laying on her mother Shija's lap when a coconut fell on her head. She was rushed to the local hospital but died of her injuries. This is the second one where, like, the mom's holding the baby and it just God bless it. fucking sucks. That same year, on August twenty-six, in a Colombian town of Melgar, El Nuevo Dia, 69-year-old Jose Abelino Ramirez was relaxing. Jose had his rocking chair situated outside under the shade of a coconut tree, and every afternoon, like clockwork, he would have a rest in his favorite spot. But this afternoon, a coconut had fallen from a 40 foot palm, hitting him in the head.
1: Oh my God.
0: A neighbor saw the coconut fall and called for help, where they rushed him to the local hospital, but he too died from his injuries.
1: We're hearing about all the people getting hit in the head and dying, but how many people have, like, a broken shoulder or leg or something? I don't know. That's not what I did, Brianne. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I think there must be a whole other story even beyond this one about that.
0: Well, yeah, there has to be. Okay. So, I did find someone that got hit in the head with a coconut. Like, recently. Um, He's a lifeguard. And I found his Facebook and I was like, oh, this would be great because I don't know. I was just like he was on like the local news and I just figured this dude would probably like have an interview with me, right? Maybe. So I was like, okay. So I looked him up on Facebook, and god damn it, he is like racist homophobe uh, and I'm like I can't it makes me so mad because I really was like he was the, like the newest one that I could find like the most recent because I really was trying to find someone and I'm like there's I mean I'm not wasting my time on trash
1: yeah no we're we we do not want to give that a platform at all
0: so there are people that get hurt just some of them probably fucking deserve it there I said it hot takes <laughs> 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 i don't know i just i cannot it it's wh- what are we i almost said it's 2020 is it it's 2021 right it is indeed i just can't believe that people like that exist still hmm. uh, i don't know all right so the last one i couldn't find much on which is weird because it was in 2013 oh wow and you'd think that it wouldn't be so hard um Definitely leaves more questions and answers. Um, so we're going to go back to Sri Lanka. Buddhika Pranjana Pereira was walking and a coconut fell on his head. All right. The only article I found on it was that there was this inquest into his death. And this was the conclusion they came to, was that a coconut hit him in the head. Which is weird. Like, I don't know if inquests are just like, the way they do things i
1: don't know
0: so there's an eyewitness that testified that budico was a cbt driver and do doing casual jobs and i have a lot of questions about that too like did this eyewitness know him like personally like if he's walking how does he know he's a driver doing casual yeah. jobs it just seems yeah. real weird for an eyewitness um uh, it's bizarre. So the eyewitness testified a coconut fell on his head. But couldn't stand. And then he was admitted to the national hospital. He gets a fever and then he dies. Oh, shit. And that's a total cliffhanger. And I'm sorry, but I wanted to cover all of them. Wow. And that's all of the documented deaths by way of falling coconuts. That was incredible. Yeah. It's
1: horrible, but I mean, so offbeat and fascinating. A different kind no of idea. disaster, right? Yeah, completely. Man, but still a disaster. Still a disaster. <laughs> a disaster for each of those people, for sure.
0: You know, it's not a dis- disaster. I can't even talk dis- anymore. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> disaster relief. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say we have patreons. Oh we- yes.
1: Yes, let's do that first.
0: Um, So we have three new Patreons. So first shout out, Lexi Gutierrez. I hope I said your last name right. She joined our top tier. And I just want to let everybody know that's in our top tier. We're giving that a facelift as we speak. Oh, so yeah. stay tuned. We've had a lot of life shit happens so yes we're gonna make sure it's extra good and yes i'll be would like
1: to acknowledge that we have we've been slacking there a little bit and that is changing yeah right this
0: fucking minute
1: (laughs) as we speak so um we have some really fun stuff in the works yes i think i think people are gonna enjoy so lexi thank you for
0: your ten dollar donation um maren brandon she is in our mom
1: group Yay!
0: Marin, we love you. Thank you Welcome. so much. Thank you. She rocks. She and does. then our next Patreon, okay, it's KTY. Katie. Yeah. Kitty.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, wait. wait, like literally KTY?
0: Capital K, capital T, capital Y. Okay. I think this is the same Katie that's um like just And just message me and let me know if if there's two KTYs. There's a KTY silly heart that followed us on Horrible Ghouls and also joined um, Ibotta.
1: I feel like that has to be the same one.
0: Yeah, well, she, she used my referral, and it kind of pushed me off to where I could withdraw some. So I bought some strawberries, and I named them after her. They're the silly heart <laughs> strawberries.
1: I and mean, then you ate them.
0: No, they're they're growing.
1: They're growing. Oh, okay.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. That's So I'm just going to jump right into disaster recovery. And notice we jump back and forth between disaster recovery and disaster relief.
1: I don't think I've ever called a disaster recovery one time in the history of this podcast. <laughs> I don't really plan to start.
0: All right. Disaster relief. We'll have to make some adjustments on our social media um, artwork.
1: Because I'm taking a stand, Called I won't do that. You're taking a I don't stand. Like it. I'm taking a stand. All right. Disaster relief. So I'm just going to jump right in because,
0: um, yeah. So speaking of strawberries and my silly heart strawberries, my disaster relief this week is springtime and we just planted a couple rose, um, roses, blueberry bushes. Um, when we lived in Oregon, uh, Cody's stepmom had, um, some blueberry bushes and we would make fresh jam all the time. Now she sends, uh, mails us the jam no. And uh now that we have a house, we planted our own. It's going to take a couple years, but I love that I can give that to my kids because Ava has been That's adorable. Asking. So awesome. Ava's been asking for blueberry for a long time, and then we bought so, a strawberry bush, or plant. Wow.
1: So spring. Spring. I love spring. That's cute. Much yours? I like um. Okay. So I feel a little bit dumb about mine. But I'm gonna do it anyway because I I can't stop thinking about it. Don't say coconuts. Okay. No, I'm not doing coconuts. <laughs> I don't think I recommend coconuts after this. <laughs> um, no, it is a show, and it's a show that I talk to you about constantly. It is in no way new. It is I, I'm not sure I'm gonna say that it's good, but it is the show called 911, and it, it's. It... <sighs> they have so many disasters it's ryan murphy right it's ryan murphy it's ryan murphy doing uh quick and gritty disasters and and like it's not all disasters but it is um very fast paced it's very beautifully made is it well made absolutely not it's trash tv what is not it is is trash tv I like there's there's a part recently, and I'm just this isn't really a spoiler, but there's a part recently, and I feel like if this isn't something you can deal with, maybe you shouldn't actually watch this. Where, and they do this constantly. Where there's there's a couple uh, like business people arguing, and one of them's like, "You gave my revenue to the wrong guy or something." I don't know. I'm not I'm not a businesswoman. Um, And they're standing in this office building, like, with big glass wall windows. And she's like, what I don't want is for you to throw me under the bus. And at that moment, a bus drives through the window and runs (laughs) the guy over. (laughs) They do that, like, every scene. Like, every single one. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, um... (laughs) I feel a little silly for this one. First of all, because this show's a few years in at this point. Second of all, because that happens. Third of all, though, the disasters are really beautiful. (laughs) They've had a train derailment. They've had a tsunami. They've had an avalanche. They've had an earthquake. And I keep sending you clips of things because I'm just like, Melanie, look at this train derailment.
0: I love it. I need to just sit down and binge it is what you I do
1: i mean it's not it's not good but it's so good <laughs> and i feel like if you um don't have to take things too seriously and you enjoy our podcast you would probably love it and um captain nash forever for life <laughs> <laughs> that's that's uh, that's my thing i think that's a solid recommendation Yeah, I I think there's probably a lot of overlap in terms of audience interests, but just know that this I'm not sending you to some like well made work of art. You're you're gonna get shit like the "Don't throw me under the bus," oh a bus ran me over thing, (laughs) six times an episode (laughs) at minimum, (laughs) and the the parts with their personal lives are so outrageously overacted. It's and Jennifer Love Hewitt is in it, and she is. ridiculous ridiculous. i didn't realize she was in there i think it's jennifer love hewitt oh god what if i'm saying the wrong person hold on hold on hold on yeah jennifer love hewitt and uh, i mean adelaide actually watches it with us and i'm i'm not at all saying that it is necessarily a child appropriate show but she is you know she's a nurse's kid and she's very kind of morbid and she's thinking about she just thinks about this stuff on her own and i feel like i would i think it's kind of good for her to see some of the stuff happen but 100 percent in the context of the helpers helping
0: right right
1: because like she's very drawn to things like this and if she's gonna kind of seek that out i would rather she seek it out like that so she loves it so much she just calls it the Maddie show which is Jennifer Love Hewitt's Aww, character. That's but adorable. I mean like Melanie, she's she's a 911 dispatcher and first of all people will call and they'll they'll have these ridiculous 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 ways of starting their 911 calls like they'll have like a girl uh floating away in a hot air balloon or something and instead of calling and you know it's 911 what's your emergency instead of being like my daughter's in a hot air balloon. They lost control of it, blah, blah, blah. They'll be like, 911, what's your emergency? And they're like, my daughter, my daughter, she's flying away. <laughs> and then you have Jennifer Love Hewitt with I this I love that huge you said concern- lost control of a hot air balloon because Whatever. they have no control. Uh, well, that's true. And then you, you have to have Jennifer Love Hewitt with this huge concerned eyes dramatically pause and say, did you say she's flying away? <laughs> it's so stupid but it's so good that's my favorite type though okay well then you're you're wasting your life if you're not watching it well i'm gonna get on that okay please
0: do i need a new show to watch why i fold laundry for
1: oh my god it's perfect for that it's perfect for that what's okay, it on? i really it uh we watched it on hulu Oh, perfect. I need you to start and I need you to tell me when you start and I need to talk about it all with you. All right. Okay. Please, let's do this. I'll message you. Okay. Maybe tomorrow. We make, maybe we can make this some kind of content because we we really need to do this. There's I- a spinoff now. There's a Lone Star, which is actually delightfully diverse. Actually, they're both pretty delightfully diverse. They are pretty good at that.
0: Is is that like a sheriff thing or like Uh, a Texas
1: ranger? It's basically the same thing in another state, but it has um, a trans man as a main character. And that's cool.
0: Yeah, that's super rad.
1: Yeah, you don't see that much. Um, So, yeah, but I I haven't been able to get into that one as much. I probably will when I completely run out of 911 episodes. So let's do this together. I will even start over at the beginning if you want and we can talk about this.
0: All right. I'm going to text you tomorrow. Okay, please. I do okay. midday laundry stuff. Okay, excellent, perfect, perfect. All right. Well, I'm going to bed, and I'm going right. to dream about ramen noodles. No, you're not. You
1: have shit to do. Cry on my pillow. Yeah, I do. I got to sit up for you're a damn birthday to party tomorrow. <laughs> All right. Well, good night good and night. good luck, and happy birthday to your baby.
0: Thank you. Sweet dreams <laughs> or
1: no dreams. Sweet dreams or no dreams.
0: Hey, Horrible goals! Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you would like to share your personal Mark Safe moment, you can send it to us at marksafepodcast at gmail.com. Please give our podcast a rate, review, and subscribe, and tell your buddies about us too. That goes a long way. If you want to further elevate your support, check out our MarkSafe Patreon page, where we have shout-outs, goodies, and some bonus content in the works. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks again, and as always, stay safe.